ho, ho, ho. You're listening to the Park Rush podcast. Surely you have something better to do with your Christmas weekend than sit here listening to us. But thanks for being here anyway, I guess. I'm Tom and joining me as ever for an hour or so of festive fun is Josh. Ho, ho, ho. Are you feeling very Christmassy, Josh? Tom, uh, today I have uh, watched A Muppet Christmas Carol and Deck the Halls, so... I've worked in between those two films, but yes, I feel very Christmassy. Oh, that's all you can ask for, I suppose. You've gone early on The Muppets Christmas Carol. That's a Christmas Eve thing around these parts. Uh, Home Alone is our Christmas Eve film of choice in this household. So, ah. Christmas has come early, though, Josh, for UK theme park fans. Absolutely. It's been quite the week. I must say I did not see it coming. The London Resort is back, baby, Josh. Hell yeah. Spoiler, it's not the London Resort. It is, no. in fact, Universal Studios Great Britain. Shall we? Is that what we should go with for now? Uh, Universal yeah, Studios, that's what they're going with, yeah. Universal Studios Bedford, to be precise. Mm, Universal Studios Kempton Hardwick. I like, I like the name of that. <laughs> Kempton Hardwick does sound like a Harry Potter character, so... Exactly. I feel like that's maybe in keeping with the uh, kind of current Universal theme park space it's just yeah, make make the most of harry potter there's some other great uh small locations here as well you could go uh, universal studios wooten okay uh, that also Whipsons. sounds like it could be a harry potter thing you know like a god you wooten uh stuart b it's stuart b not stuart bear <laughs> <laughs> all of the options yeah i mean look this all sounds like an april fool you know Universal UK sounds like something that should be on like the theme park equivalent of the dark web. Like we've heard it all before. This sounds ridiculous. Yeah. But then out of nowhere, I think it was late Monday night, our time, uh, a link arrived. This is the first time I saw it. I was just getting into bed and I made the mistake of having a quick peruse of my phone before I went to bed. And I saw John Self, friend of the show, had messaged the Park Crush podcast on Instagram with a link to a post on Orlando Park Stop, uh, the fabulous blog run by Alicia Stella, who is, she's got to be like, in terms of track record, the numero uno Universal Studios theme park news person. Like, the hit rate is just absolutely insane. I mean, it's because of her that we have for years known not just that Epic Universe was a thing, but what the lands are going to be, what the rides are going to be. It's got as specific as like the names of cafes and gift shops in individual lands. I mean, it's absolutely madness. But I actually think that this Universal UK Park might be her biggest scoop like ever, Josh. And I think the reason I say that is because she has like forced Universal's hand in a kind of mad way because this got picked up, first of all, by the local press here. Then the national press here, including my place of work, you know, it's big yep. thing part news when I'm doing it for actual work and not my fake weekend work. <laughs> and all of this yep. coverage ended up resulting in Universal having to release a statement saying like, yep. Yeah, we are exploring the potential for a theme park in Bedford. I, I, I imagine there's someone at Universal going, God damn it, Alicia, not again. <laughs> well, like, 
with the Epic Universe stuff, obviously they've announced Epic Universe, but they haven't really said anything about it in much detail. Like officially, we don't know what the lands are, let alone what the rides are going to be. But people who pay attention to this space and you know follow Alicia and whatever, we all know what the plan is for Epic Universe. But Universal hasn't felt the need because of that to publicly announce it all. But this went, you know, this caught fire so quickly and in such a massive way that they obviously felt like, well, we can't sit on this. Uh, I don't know. Well, I've, this obviously can't have been the time frame they had in mind for announcing this, and it should be stressed that they are very much hedging it in, we're in the very early planning stages, this might not have ever happen. But, I mean, what what do you think the kind of time frame on this would have been if, if, it was always, if it was all down to them and up to them to announce this? I don't know exactly when they bought the land, um, but I think you're talking... Uh, they've got to go through sort of steps of looking at the land, looking at the feasibility, that sort of thing. For, and I think they do all of that first before they even mention it to the public, like the local public. They don't go public, like super public with it. I think they go, uh, you know, small fry to begin with, see what the locals are saying, and then from there kind of blow it out and go properly public. But, uh, you know, I think we're talking, talking years, you know. I think realistically uh even now you know even if this goes ahead we're not we're not seeing construction until the 2030s oh quite possibly i mean i think first of all it would make sense to just run through how this all began and the the details that alicia alicia shared so a post goes up about universal planning a thing part for the uk now must admit when i saw the headline and read the first couple of paragraphs i assumed that this was going to (laughs) be Oh, they bought the Swanscombe Peninsula land, Josh. Yeah. I this they is said, it. We're back in it, boys. If anyone can defeat these hippies and their spider-obsessed agendas, it's us. Yeah. If anyone's proven that away. we can make spiders a part of a theme park experience, it's universal. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's, uh, but no, uh, as, as we said, as we've said already, this is in fact for Bedford. But anyway, universe, uh, sorry, Alicia... First, it seems, we're going to base this on the order that she's written it. So she first found out about some domains, website domain names that had been registered by Universal, including such addresses as UniversalStudiosGreatBritain.com and UniversalGreatBritain.com. These had been registered by NBC Universal on the 22nd of September of 2023. That is obviously relatively recently. and. Yeah. It was done pretty soon after they acquired the land. From an SEC report, so this is a US uh, economics report that, that Comcast had to file in their third quarter in October, um, they revealed that they had spent $271 million on acquiring land for a potential think park. Uh, we there, she then has some uh, public records from the UK government website. Uh, showing that Comcast had acquired a construction and development company named Cloudwing UK Limited in 2023. Ooh. As part of that purchase, they also got this 240-acre site in Bedford, which, as you say, Josh, is uh, in Kempston, Hardwick. Yes, that is uh, technically the l- closest train station. But they've acquired more land than just that, Josh. Just about around 500 acres of total land in Bedford, First of all, Josh, thoughts on this site then, like Bedford as a place to put a theme park? I mean, it's it's you know pretty easy to get to from 
from London. You know, there are direct trains to Bedford from London Bridge, for example. Do you think this makes sense? Does this make more sense than, let's say, Swanscombe? Yeah, I mean, so first of all, when the news came out, I was like, Bedford? Bloody, why Bedford? Well, that makes no sense. And then you kind of go, well, actually, you know, Thameslink goes there and East Midlands goes there and all of a sudden you're like, oh, actually, it's like the majority of the population of the UK is within like a two-hour distance of it and, you know, it's like two trains from Paris. Uh, it starts making a lot of sense. Uh, a lot of land up there as well, uh, cheaper land, uh, less hemmed in, less issues with uh, jumping spiders. You know, the more I look at this plan, the more the London result sounds like a terrible plan to start with. Yeah, it's almost as if Universal Studios, with this quite impressive track record of theme parks, perhaps has a, a better handle on how this stuff all works than... Well, quite frankly, the amateur hour that Sid, well, it's not so much amateur hour, is it? It's amateur 12 years or something at this point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, over there at London Resort, planning corporation holdings or whatever the hell the full official name of that company is. But God, I wonder what their response was to when they saw this announced. Yeah, PY is probably like, I'm bloody glad I got out of that place. Jesus. Yeah, uh, I'd have probably silently put out a press release. Just like, oh, yeah, it's cancelled. Rattling on through some of, some of the rest of this post then from, from Alicia. Now, I think one of the key details, and based on her understanding of the situation, and I suppose as well, just based on the sheer amount of land that they've bought, is that this would indeed be a kind of fully-fledged universal theme park. This would not be akin to what they're currently working on in Texas and also in Vegas with that kind of permanent, Horror Nights experience. They are being built as obviously much smaller parks. This is going to be something more akin to, an, you know, an Orlando park or, or Hollywood park, etc. I mean, yep. to me, and, and I sort of speculated about this a little bit in a piece that I wrote for Sky News this week, uh, in terms of like, if we are, if Alicia's right, and this is going to be a full-scale park, it seems to me like Beijing might be a good point of reference because they built that very much with the local climate in mind, which is you know seasonal, much like ours. So they have to uh, account for the weather. Yep. I think if they're going to do that, that would also suggest to me that maybe this park will be open all year round. Like if they're going to account for the weather and build a sufficient number of indoor attractions, for example, which of course Universal are very well known for anyway, then maybe they see this as somewhere that yeah can stay open all year round. I think I think if it's a you know a project of this scale, with the, of this level of investment and with a name like Universal behind it, I can't see them following. I know every other UK theme park is seasonal, but I don't know. I feel like Universal would want to be open all year round. Really, right? Yeah, I think so. I think it makes sense. Um, I don't know why you when you've got a name such as Universal. Uh, to be a seasonal park doesn't make sense. Seasonal parks generally um, don't have the reputation of a f- all year round park. Like uh, if you can if you can withstand being an all year round park, you know you, you're kind of big fry, um, big time, big important park. Whereas you know it's one of the things where. Uh, I guess the Alton Towers of Hilt Parks, that sort of thing, are kind of split apart from the big guys by that uh, fact that they are seasonal. And Alicia also says, and she doesn't really 
you know, go into detail about where these rumours have come from. But she mentions rumours, and I have to imagine that she thinks they're fairly well placed if she's reporting on them. Uh, that Universal may well be targeting opening as early as 2030, which is clearly still some way away. But I mean, would that surprise you? I mean, you said earlier that you you thought this wouldn't be underway until the 2030s but if you're opening in 2030 i mean universal can you imagine if they just rocked up over here got some cranes up in i don't know let's say 2026 2027 and let's assume that they want to get epic universe out of the way and got this thing up and running within like three or four years <laughs> meanwhile <laughs> hs2 still not done lower terms crossing still not done I mean, we have such a terrible track record for infrastructure projects of, of any description, whether public or private. The idea of someone just coming along and building something of this scale in such a short period is kind of crazy. But, I mean, Universal do work fast everywhere else, so maybe they could make it work. What, what do you reckon? Uh, yeah, I guess it's, it's... I think that's down to bureaucracy, and I think... I don't know whether... Well, I guess it kind of depends on who the next Prime Minister is as well, right? Uh, or whether they can get their paperwork through uh, before the current PM leaves. I, I don't think they can. You know, I don't think... I think it'll be held up. Uh, why bother putting uh, a project like this through uh, in its current guise if you don't think you're going to be able to reap the rewards at the end of it? Uh, if a, mm. if a opposition government is going to be able to take all the accreditation from uh, this thing being built and uh, opening, then I don't think uh, the current Tory government uh, fast-tracks this at all. Hey, I don't know, maybe. I mean, it, it might be... And this is obviously a daft comparison, really, like hosting the Olympics is a far bigger deal than opening a theme park. Yeah. But, you know, that was obviously something that spent, you know took years and years of planning and did span multiple governments of different stripes. So... I don't know. I think it's possible. I think it's it, it's good. It's it'd be good for the country, um, like the country's image. I think to, to to have this sense that it can attract major investment from overseas in a way that, quite frankly, we've really struggled to do for well. At, when, when was Brexit again? <laughs> Certainly well, so at least seven and the, a half years. Yeah. But um, Vote was 2015. It's been downhill since. I mean, universal statement that they gave to the press after all this uh, came out, including to, to Sky News, does kind of maybe suggest that they might be looking to make a pretty quick decision on this, i.e. in 2024, because it says... You know, obviously confirms that they've acquired the land. They're at the early stages of exploring its feasibility for a potential park and resort... Uh, it will be many months before we are ready to make a decision to proceed and we look forward to engaging with all relevant stakeholders and the local community. Uh, I mean, you know, it seems to me like if you were not convinced that 2024 was realistic, you would just tweak that statement to say it will be many years or it will be a long time. I don't know, like the fact that it says many months, maybe I'm looking into it too much or reading into it too much, but that that maybe suggests to me that 2024 like yes we would like to do this announcement is is not out of the question uh no i don't think it's out of the question uh i think 2024 is a reasonable time frame to be like yeah we want to do it um the question is then getting it agreed signed off and 
that's what all of that stuff is is the, is the hard part I would say is the hardest part you know uh, you take the lower Thames crossing for example which as an infrastructure project is one government entity to another government entity and it's taken years and years and years and millions and hundreds of millions of pounds to uh, get going so uh, yeah they have uh, this being universal or yeah universal destinations and experiences they are very hot on this by the way this kind of this thing parks you know sort of uh, wing of the company uh, I, I got an email from someone at nbc universal which just to be clear uh, i guess was technically an internal email because we're both owned by comcast yeah uh, about the piece i'd written and i'd referred to universal throughout like a shorthand for the company the park you, you know save me some word count like and yeah, I got an email being like, oh, you know, this isn't actually a Universal Studios project. That's the movie studio. It's different. We're Universal Destinations and Experiences. We'd appreciate it if you could tweak your copy accordingly. And it was like, dude. Yeah. Uh, the reason I bring this up is because they have, as a result of all the reporting this week, written to local residents. Uh, yeah. uh, they've said, you know, you may have seen media reports concerning Comcast Corporation's purchase of a parcel of land near Bedford, as well as speculation surrounding the land's potential use. We are writing to you to introduce ourselves and share more information about the potential project we are considering as it currently stands. Uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. They, they say much as uh, the same as, as they said to the press in terms of being right at the beginning of their sort of feasibility study, citing, you know, the fact that there are other parks around the world are very popular, etc. cetera. Uh, and then they, you know, pledge to work together with local communities and relevant stakeholders, uh, including the local community in Bedford, Kempston, Hardwick, Stuart, Be Wixom's, Wootton and elsewhere. Not sure where that is, but they're going to, they're going to engage with them. Uh, that's in Guardians then, of the Galaxy, isn't it? Yeah, no, you're right. Is it? No, that's nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bedford Borough Council, the Mayor of Bedford, etc. They're going to work with them all, and of course, hope to find no endangered spiders. Right. So that's that, Josh. This has all happened very quickly, indeed. Yeah. There we go. I can't believe. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. There was there was obviously rumours of them uh, potentially picking back up in uh, Porto Ventura. So yeah, that's true. That's true. So I guess some key right. questions here, Josh. Uh, number one for me, uh, we sort of hinted at the fact there that you know, we are a bit of a joke when it comes to big projects <laughs> like this. We have not particularly done brilliantly at attracting outside investment or even internal investment over recent years. Why the hell would Universal fancy a UK park? That is a good question. Um, you know, actually... Our weather has become milder over the years, so actually we're becoming, yeah, probably one of the uh, a few small benefits of global warming is that actually our winters are a lot milder now. So uh, a park being open all year round makes a bit more sense viably. Um, got very good links to the continent through uh, planes uh, and trains and automobiles. Um, as well as obviously a large population in the UK that actually does really like theme parks. We've got a lot of theme parks over here, be that Chessington Thorpe Park, Alton Towers, or your smaller parks, your uh, you know your Drayton Manor, your Blackpool Pleasure Beach, uh, that sort of thing. 
Um, mm. So you've got a sort of homegrown theme park audience already existing, big on a lot of universal IP, like your Harry Potters, that sort of thing. But also you've got that European audience that can easily travel across the pond as well yeah i mean just look at how popular disneyland paris is with with brits i mean obviously brits love themselves uh you know a trip to florida as well although that's obviously becoming uh, even more expensive than it already was uh, for, for people but yeah i mean we, we flood those paris parks uh, all the time especially at this time of year so yep. yeah i mean it's easy to imagine people making the opposite journey to come to universal over here and yeah i mean our theme parks are, are popular. I think we have probably said before on here that it does feel like they punch above their weight. And uh, I think as well, you look at the popularity of things like the Harry Potter studio tour, the Warner Brothers tour in, in Hertfordshire. I mean, that thing gets booked out months and months and months in advance. I think that as well attracts tourists from overseas. And it's, I don't know if it's particularly relevant to this, but... We also uh, are a pretty attractive place for film studios to come and, and make films and TV shows. I mean, Lord of the Rings, the second season of that, has is, is jumped ship from New Zealand and is, is filmed here. You know, Disney do a lot of filming here. Um, by Disney, I also mean uh, Lucasfilm and Marvel. Uh, we, yep. Yeah, we, 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 we're we punch above our weight on that front too, I think. So uh, yeah, uh, we got uh, very good tax credits for uh, that sort of thing. So, and I guess the other thing is like Universal have been just in general expanding very aggressively. You know, they've really doubled down on the on the parks since the pandemic. Obviously, we've got Epic Universe coming in Florida in 2025. The Beijing Park opened in 2021. We've got the aforementioned Texas and Vegas attractions on a, obviously on a smaller scale. Uh, they're re well, I'm a little bit confused as to exactly what the situation is with the Singapore park. I don't think Universal like operate it themselves, so I don't know where the kind of uh, the the kind of planning and, and financial side of that park. I don't know where that sits necessarily, but they are whoever it is is currently in the process of, of revamping the Singapore Park in a pretty big way. So, right, yeah, yeah, Universal have been very aggressive. E Europe is like a major market that they have no presence in. So, yeah, uh, you know, it's always felt like a, a gap in the portfolio. And yeah, maybe they've long been thinking we need a new park in Europe, and they've yeah settled on the UK as the one that makes the most sense, which is uh, that's exciting. Yeah, I think as well, uh, you know, you get a lot of issues, uh, you know, on a corporate level uh, with things like uh, unions and red tape and that sort of thing coming from Europe. You know, Disneyland Paris has had to deal with this a lot. Yeah. Um, and we just don't really have that over here, particularly unless you're um, public sector. So I think that actually would factor into it as well from a, you know, a corporate standpoint in you know, they don't have to worry about uh, unions striking and picketing the park and that sort of thing like Disney have to deal with in Paris. Although, as we've said, Bedford, pretty good transport links. Good luck getting there if the trains are on strike, uh, which is yeah. a regular occurrence over here. They'll probably still be going on in 2030 if we're still here. You know, perhaps yeah. that's a war. War might be on by then, Josh. Who knows? Could have had three more pandemics. Who knows? Yeah, I'm actually looking uh, at City Mapper right now, and uh, it's a bus replacement service to Kempston Hardwick. 
Is so, it? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Classic. All week. Um, great. Great. Right. Uh, so I get, you know, the other key questions really, and I'm very shamelessly using a piece that I wrote for Sky News this week as my kind of guide for this, but hey-ho. And we've kind of touched on this already in terms of what we should expect. I mean, obviously Universal, generally speaking, a pretty decent mix of kind of dark rides and outdoor roller coasters. I mean, they tend to, to gravitate more towards the dark rides. And I suppose in the UK, that would be even more the case. I mean, there are entire areas of the Beijing park that are indoors. So is that something yeah. you would expect here too? Yeah, I think so. I think if you want to have it as an all year round park, then there has to be a lot of rides indoors. You know, even if it is a milder climate, it's still going to rain and be very, very windy and people just don't really want to do uh, big roller coasters and that sort of weather necessarily, uh, unless you're foolhardy like we are. Um, So yeah, a lot of indoor rides make sense. And obviously that's a lot of what they've got uh, at the Studios Park uh, in Orlando anyway. So... Uh, there Beijing it makes a lot of sense yeah and speaking of Beijing and this applies to some of their other parks as well they do cater to an extent at least the lineup of attractions to the local audience so Japan obviously was the first place to get Super Nintendo there are rumours I think Alicia Stella has reported on this so probably very well placed that the Spider-Man rides, which is the same Spider-Man ride as we have in Orlando, that's closing in Tokyo, you know, Osaka, sorry, in the new year. Rumours that that area of the park, which is currently New York, is going to be turned into potentially Pokemon. Obviously, Nintendo has come to Hollywood and it is coming to Florida, but made sense for it to start life in Japan. And uh, in Beijing, they've got that entire area themed to Kung Fu Panda. Obviously, that film was in the first place made in large part to appeal to a Chinese audience. Yeah. And, uh, and and the theme park land followed suit on that front. So that would suggest that we may well get kind of bespoke attractions over here as well. Alicia Stella has reported that that is probably going to be the case. This is not just going to be like a complete copycat park. So, I mean, Josh, it would seem inevitable that we get a Transformers, right? That's just like, that's just the done thing. Everyone yeah. must have the Transformers ride. What what, what else? What else do you reckon? I mean, British staples, I guess, like big British franchises. Would you expect them to try and tie up deals for things like James Bond, uh, Paddington Bear? Yeah. I guess Harry Potter would make all sorts of sense, but I don't know if the studio tour would complicate that at all yeah that is the question on that what's the exclusivity on uh harry potter attractions i guess yeah well what 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 are some sort of british staples that you might like to see them try and get their hands Uh, on well yeah it'd be interesting obviously uh i think james bond that's a good shout um i don't know if there is anything there's no currently current rights there particularly. Uh, no, they did distribute the last film, so there is a relationship there, I suppose. There is that. Although, yeah. as the bloke emailed me about the Universal Studios is not the same as Universal Destinations experiences, but I'm sure they can like I'm sure they can share numbers. Um, question is, do they go specifically UK as well, or do they go uh, you know bring some Europe based stuff in as well? Maybe do we get like a a house of Gucci film or something. <laughs> Don't tempt me, Frodo. <laughs> Don't tempt me. Speaking of which, Josh. Yeah, Lord of the Rings, Tom. Yeah. Uh, some, you know, there's been heavily rumoured for a long time that they're trying to get those rights. Um, 
what a great place to bring it, uh, if not the UK. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I think it kind of is, right? Like, I mean, they're fil- <laughs> I, I don't doubt this is actually for the, uh, the tax reasons that you outlined earlier and not because it's actually a better place or a more fitting location. But they are filming that second season in the UK, so they must at least to some extent have, have seen the UK. Well, unless they're doing it all on green screens in a studio somewhere, I guess that's possible, but hopefully they're not doing that and they're out in the countryside somewhere pretending it's the, the Shire and stuff. And yeah, you know, maybe maybe the UK would actually be a decent place to, to stick the, the Lord of the Rings land if Universal are to finally do that. And the UK park would, would be a good home for that. But... Uh, can you have oh can you make Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter in the same park it'd be like the Christmases of the early 2000s all over again when we have like the Lord <laughs> of the Rings fans and Harry Potter fans going to war you know yeah uh, I'll be up for it yeah yeah I, 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 yeah I'd love Lord of the Rings I think that would be really really great I mean should we look at all dare we look at all to some of the stuff that was being mooted for the London resort not necessarily the the Paramount stuff like people might remember when that thing was first announced it was London Paramount because it was Paramount were directly involved in a, in a licensing deal course, so all of yeah. a sudden you had like Mission Impossible and Star Trek being chucked around as potential franchises that we could get rides on and then it and then they dropped out and it was like oh i guess it's eastenders then (laughs) (laughs) i mean maybe not eastenders but i don't know doctor who maybe uh doctor who maybe but then i think they've got a deal well the production of the latest series i think is has some deal with disney well josh if Uh, if the orlando parks that just makes it more likely to end up in a universal park i think if you like Tap it, try and tap into nostalgia in this country. You know, you want to attract like the mums and dads. You get stuff like uh, Thunderbirds or oh, Thunderbirds. Give me a Thunderbirds ride, Tom. I want yeah, Thunderbirds. Some Agatha Christie, you know, or or, or some Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock like Holmes. That. I think Sherlock Poirot. Holmes is maybe better. Yeah, I think that works better. Uh, who'd made that last Sherlock Holmes? The uh, the Guy Ritchie ones. Is that just Guy Ritchie? I don't know who. <laughs> w- w- who was the studio? Not sure. Yeah. Was it Warner Brothers? Maybe. That Why makes don't you sense, have a look? Actually, because well, I've got another idea. Yeah, well, here. What about what about Narnia? That's ooh, that's going to come back in a big show. way because they've got a Netflix show coming, I believe, or are they films. I'm not sure. One of the two. Could do that. Could do that. Yeah. Yeah. Shaun of the Dead. Shaun, Shaun of the oh, Dead. Give me Shaun of the Dead. That could, that could be a Halloween Horror Nights thing. Uh, Shaun of the Sherlock Dead. Sherlock Holmes was uh, Village Roadshow Pictures, so Warner Brothers. That's Warner Brothers. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. that's potential there then. That's potential there. I'm thinking, and this is one maybe, uh, we've had different versions of this, but almost like the UK's equivalent of a classic monster in... War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And they've they've done that as big budget Hollywood, haven't they? The Spielberg. Yeah, they've also... Uh, it's, there's a new version in pre-production right now, apparently. Oh, interesting. That okay. Universal are involved in. I'm just looking here for inspiration as well, Josh, at the, uh, according to Wikipedia, the list of the highest grossing films ever in the UK. Obviously, you're going to have to rule out some of these because they are 
Disney owned. Screw it. I'll, I'll mention the Disney ones just for context. So top is The Force Awakens. That is the highest grossing yeah. film ever yes. in the UK. Then it is Skyfall and then it is No Time to Die. So, yeah, and Spectre's in the top 10 as well. So, I mean, it feels to me like you've got to be trying to get your hands on the Bond rights, right? Yeah, if you're not getting Bond, then what's the point? Yeah, I think you've got to try and get Bond. There's a lot of Disney stuff on here. Harry Potter's obviously... Uh, quite heavily featured Mamma Mia Josh we love our ABBA over here we've got the weird Avatar show haven't we and we've got as in yeah, ABBA avatars not, not James Cameron's Avatar and there's Mamma Mia thing at the O2 isn't there there's Mamma Mia stuff all over the place over here yeah uh, there is a Mamma Mia thing there I don't know what that is that could be a live <coughs> show some sort of yeah I think a live show like a <laughs> a born uh, stunt-tacular but ABBA <laughs> I, thought, I thought I think the Bond Stuntacular might be quite a good inspiration for the Bond thing. I'm not sure about Mamma oh, Mia. Well, uh, <laughs> you know, I like to go. I like to go some, left field of it. Some Meryl Streep lookalike just kind of rappelling down above the audience. <laughs> so, whoa! <laughs> yeah, What's she doing up there? Mamma Mia Three is a roller coaster. <laughs> Wait, is this another ride suggestion or? Oh, maybe yeah. Mamma Mia, the road. Just do Rip Ride Rocket, and you just pick an Abba, you pick Abba songs instead. Just Abba go. songs. You can have all these ideas for free. Universal, they're absolutely, absolutely yours to have. So yeah, uh, yeah. It, I can't be asked to go through this whole list. There's a lot of Disney stuff on here. But the uh, yeah, my main takeaway is yo. I almost feel like if you don't get the Bond rights, just don't bother. Just close the park before you've even started. Yeah, just sack it off. I mean, in some ways, there'd be nothing more British than to close in the park before you've even started it. That tends to be how these things go. <laughs> you've, yeah. got a, you've, got, you've probably got to have a Fast and Furious ride, right? A lot of that, a lot of the recent ones have been set, at least well, partly in the UK. Well, but you could potentially, yeah. I mean, obviously, as of recording, Josh, there have been some very troubling allegations about Vin Diesel this week. That is true, yeah. So maybe it's in the interests of that entire franchise, if it is to live on, to pivot away from the family. And towards, uh, you know, the Stafe and uh, his mum and his sister and uh, yes, yeah. all those other guys, you know. Apparently there's a Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs film that is in production right now that doesn't well, have Shaw are. in it. It's Hobbs and Reyes. I can't even remember oh. who Reyes is. Hobbs the Ride. I reckon that could go. I reckon we could yeah. do that. Yeah. We love the war over here, Josh. We've got to do some war thing. World War Two. Yeah. The Blitz uh, experience. A- there was that uh, series made by the Peaky Blinders guys about the SAS in Africa. So, you know, that's an IP for you. It's not, not necessarily as big as Peaky Blinders was, but uh, it's only had one Kemp- series, so it might get there. Ross Kemp on rides. Oh, yes. Imagine if I just got him back to do that. <laughs> yeah. Soaps. We, we, can we feature any soaps here. EastEnders, Coronation Street, Emmerdale, anything. Uh, give me a peg. Give me a Peggy uh, Mitchell meet and greet. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, train crashes in those. Like, well, in EastEnders and Corrie, there have been train slash tram crashes. So maybe we can bring back disaster. EastEnders slash Coronation Street themed attraction. Uh, I mean, look, I think at the end of the day, 
the the franchise picks are not that important. Like I think just the fact that it's a universal park is enough to get people in. But I do think that it it will make a certain amount of sense to cater it to the British audience, not just for British people, but for to encourage people to come from elsewhere. You know, people who may have been to other Universal Parks, you know, you want to give them a reason to come to this new one. No better way of doing that than with bespoke attractions because it being in the UK might not be enough of a selling point. You know, if you're, if you're an overseas Universal fan and there's a new Universal Park that's just been opened, uh, the location in some ways is less important than the the state of the park itself, you know? Yeah. Like, I think... Uh, if you, if you load this with with new and original rides and attractions that that will that will encourage people to come as you say from Europe and maybe also from you know the states and further afield as well so yeah it's exciting i i i never thought i would see this to be honest and yeah i i wonder if this will have i mean what do you think Merlin is thinking? Do you think they, they are, they're kind of a bit like, oh, Jesus, or do you think they welcome this? Oh, I, I, don't, I think they're going to be nervous because this is going to eat their lunch a little because, um, mm. you know, a lot of, well, a lot of the, maybe, well, maybe not actually, you know, a lot of the people that are coming over here are coming over, going to those parks are because they're theme park enthusiasts and maybe... Yeah. Uh, internationally, well, and this is kind of the double-edged sword, right? Internationally, uh, it brings in a lot more tourists uh, that are going to go to the park and maybe they'll then go to the other parks. I can't imagine particularly because it's actually going to be a pain in the ass to get to the other parks from Universal because um, they're not in great locations public transport-wise. Um, but actually, domestically, I think it's going to have an effect uh, on their figures uh, because people are going to go to Universal a bit more. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it, as I say, it is very exciting though. And I think just the fact that like the manner of the announcement, the amount of information that's already out there shows how much work, preliminary work has already gone into this. I mean, it feels to me like this is already a way more serious proposition than the London Resort. You know, the fact that this feasibility study is underway. I'm not sure if the London Resort has ever actually had a serious feasibility study because it just feels to me like if they had, then a lot of the problems that they've encountered would have become apparent a decade ago and not just in the last three or four years because that's when all the kind of... We joke about the spider thing, but like the the majority of kind of the 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 kind of concrete opposition in terms of like the land being designated as a site of special scientific interest and all that kind of thing that has only happened in the last like three years. So whilst the project was in kind of no man's land from 2012 until I don't know 2020, 2021 or whatever it was, mostly because of like funding issues and and all kind of stuff like that. It, it's written in terms of like bureaucracy bureaucracy if you like getting in the way that's only really happened in the last two or three years and it just feels like if they'd been properly across the brief this whole time all these issues would have come up way earlier no so uh, it feels to me like universal are way more serious about this yeah you know um serious company comes in and does serious work that's how it feels 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I guess I've got to stay at Sky Josh until 2030, get us free tickets. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If you, I mean, if you don't, then what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Yeah. Uh, Sky Newsland. Uh, there you go. What, what yeah. Right. What? Uh, mm. Ferrari? Do we get a Ferrari ride? Why would we get a Ferrari ride? Because Sky made that Ferrari film. Oh, yes. That we literally yes. just watched. <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. You're right. No, I was thinking specifically like Sky News things, you know, like. Oh, fair. The K Burley Helter Skelter. And, uh, oh, Jesus. Yeah. Up in the air with Stuart Ramsey. <laughs> Tons of good ideas. Tons yeah. of good ideas. Yeah. Do you, are you getting your own ride? As- Do I get my own ride? Oh, Josh, you, look. I've made the joke at work, as I've said on here, I think, many times, because it's known across, I was going to say the newsroom, that might be pushing it, but certainly within my team that I have this weird podcast, some people might even listen to it, I don't know. I've, I've kind of, you know, jested a few Suckers. times, like, if you guys think it's so good, I mean, put it in the, put it on the app, lads. I mean, I think there's a spot for it. And I was like, look, if I'm literally going to write about this thing for work, if you don't let me put the podcast into this article, then it's simply never going to happen, is it? And the answer True. was no. The answer was no. Yeah. <laughs> so I tried. Unbelievable. I tried, but alas. I mean, didn't who, I mean, we're right here. We're an, we're an asset available to them. I know. On the day that this story ran on the Sky News website, and it was quite late on Tuesday. Like we we were we didn't pick it up until the afternoon. It was the top clicking story on the Sky News website on Tuesday. No story was read more than the Universal UK story. Everyone I know is talking about it. Family, work, uh, friends. Oh, one person. It's just outrageous. Why don't we have a bigger audience? If people care this much about UK theme parks, I mean, we're right, we're right here. It would help maybe right. if we got these kinds of scoops. You'd think uh, one of us <laughs> being a professional journalist might give us some form of advantage on that front. Alas... I'm bad well, at my job, I guess. <laughs> I mean, no one can do uh, theme park sleuthing like Alicia can do theme park sleuthing, let's be fair here. No, it's kind of wild, actually, isn't it? It's kind yeah. of crazy. I mean, the, as I say, the, the amount of information that was in that blog post was pretty extraordinary. And, and as I said earlier, yeah. obviously we know just about everything about Epic Universe already, and yet Universal has not felt obliged to come out and say anything about that. But yeah, the, this report was such a bombshell that they, yeah, felt like, well, damn it, I guess we do have to just announce this now, even if we aren't, like, ready. So yeah, fair, I was like, oh, play. yeah. You know, she's she's got Orlando figured out. She knows all that stuff. And, yeah, okay, she's got the other international European parks. But if one comes to the UK, that's ours. And, and no, she's got us there as well. So, uh, yeah, fair play. You know, you can't fault it. It's, it's great work. Yeah, look, I mean, I'll, I'll give her this one. If she gets the next London Resort scoop, then I will probably just have to fold this podcast. I mean, I've got a million reasons to do it anyway, Josh, but I think that really would be the final nail. Still, we've got to go to Japan, though, Tom. We've said it. It's going to happen. <sighs> do we, though? I mean, it's only six more years, Josh. We could just wait it out and just we'll just do okay, the Bedford so one. We don't, we don't need Japan. It's either Japan or Bedford. That's... Uh... Yeah, what happens first? Park Rush goes to Japan or Universal opens in Bedford? I mean, current track record, Bedford. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, 
I kind of want to end the podcast, but can you in good conscience end this very particular podcast at a time when there might be a universal theme park in the works in Britain? Do we not have to see it through? Do we, do we just have to accept that this podcast will never, ever just die? Six seasons in a movie. <laughs> Maybe, maybe if they do a casting call for the park, or entertainment, or like I don't know, maybe with the in-house podcast or the in-house like promo, like YouTube stuff. I don't know. Yeah. We should go for it. I reckon. We should yeah, go for it. I'll, sure. I'll, I'll give Sky the next, uh, you know, six years. They would have had me for my pomp then, no doubt about that. I mean, I'm past my pomp already. Frankly, they've had it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would have given them what somehow thirteen years of service if I lost to twenty thirty, and then I'm going to bounce over to Universal. I'll still be at the same company, technically speaking. It should be a pretty smooth transition, Josh. Yeah, new new email address, yeah. easy peasy. I'll give you a reference, get you in as well. Any any closing thoughts on this, Josh? On this whole this whole thing, this whole revelation? I mean, what a few days this has been. What a few days it has been. I'm looking forward to it, you know. I'm looking forward to where this leads us. It's, uh, what a season. A lovely way to bow out before Christmas, isn't it? Fantastic. What great news. Fantastic. Exciting. We'll see if we get any more on this in the in 2024. Uh, but uh, that's going to do it for this week's Park Rush podcast. I may not be feeling particularly festive, but I do wish you... A Merry Christmas if you celebrate and uh, hope you have a wonderful time. If Christmas isn't uh, a particularly happy time of year for you, then uh, I hope you have, uh, well, I hope it goes as, as smoothly as it possibly can. If you want to get in touch with the show over the break, send us a card maybe rather than an email. But... An email will do just fine. It's podcast at parkrush.com. All the socials are at links.parkrush.com. And if you haven't already, you can, of course, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This is going to be, Josh, the place to get second, third, fourth, fifth, maybe sixth-hand information about <laughs> Universal Studios UK. So if you want the latest four or five days after it's been announced, you really should subscribe. We're a great aggregator. Subscribe across everything as it happens here in the world of UK theme parks and beyond we'll be back probably with like uh, some sort of Christmassy New Year'sy special next week don't know what it'll be might just be us Bold. saying Happy New Year everyone see ya but we'll get there when we get there Merry Christmas at least Goodbye. never dead you filthy animals you filthy animals